Welcome to the BCP Podcast, where I, your host, James, BCP, Black Conservative Patriot, based Conservative Patriot, blessed Conservative Patriot, because we're fighting the powers that be, and we are continuing our reporting of the truth, even though big tech wants to cancel me. Big hug to all of y'all. Happy Friday. Let's get into this. Let me show you what you find if you were to Google the name Lars Dendonker. It says that he's a Belgian former soccer player. He's a former professional footballer who played as a defender. Former, but then you look at his age, he's only 22 years old. Got to ask yourself, How is it that a 22-year-old is a former, former footballer? That sounds a little, as the kids say today, sus, suspicious, suspect. Well, here's what happened to Lars. As reported in the last 24 hours, former Brighton player Lars Adonker retires due to heart condition. 22-year-old and has already retired from playing the sport professionally, which was his childhood dream. This only makes sense in the context of a 2021, 2022, 2023 bioweapon masquerading as a COVID-19 vaccine landscape. Only in this context of history is this not even makes sense, just that this is normal news. And that is the sad part. Lars Donker decided to hang up his boots because of his heart condition. The Belgian defender made the announcement last night on his Instagram. He said, hi, everyone. Where do I start? As a child, I only had one dream, become a professional football player. But my professional career and dream has come to a very early end because of my heart condition. I decided to stop playing because of my own health. But that wasn't the only thing that went viral in the world of youth sports within the last 24 hours of my recording this. I mean, really, compared to the next story, uh, Lars here is an old-timer at 22 years old. Watch this. I want you to watch this. This is an 18-year-old at a practice, clutching her chest and falling to the ground. Oof, it's really happening daily now. World Cup star Linda Saicedo, 18, grabs her chest and collapses at training in Sydney before being rushed to hospital in an ambulance after losing consciousness. If you love humanity like I do, like we do in my family, and you are part of the BCP family, so I know you feel the same way, where is the outrage and the madness and the foaming at the mouth from the so-called left that loves our children over all of these vaccine deaths, incidents, injuries? Here are some of the details. The World Cup star 
as you saw in the video, grabbed her chest and collapsed at training in Sydney before being rushed to the hospital in an ambulance after losing consciousness. She was a breakout star and she may not feature again in the tournament after this Colombian all-star collapsed at training in distressing scenes that were caught on video. The young gun 18 was rushed to the hospital and was unconscious for at least 90 seconds as medics and terrified team mates rushed to her aid at the team's base in Sydney. The rising star was later released from the hospital, but is unlikely to feature in her country's match against Germany this weekend on Sunday. <sighs> what a disappointment. Guess who else was disappointed? I know, this is going to be a really weird <laughs> transition when you see my next story. Hunter Biden's legal team. Their rejected plea deal has left Hunter Biden's team fuming. Why is that? Because these bastards are used to getting their own way, not doing any work and not any real work, not any productive work, and not being questioned and actually having to defend against the law. I don't know if it's irony or human nature or lack of self-awareness, but if there's anyone who should be fuming about Hunter Biden, it should be we the people because Hunter Biden and his dad, their asses should be in jail, not free as a bird, definitely not running the country. Forget the fact that Joe Biden is a fake president that did not win the 2020 elections. He did not win the popular vote, nor did he win the electoral college vote. They rigged the election in his favor as he told us they would. He's there and he's screwing things up and his son is getting away with crimes and has been ever since years ago before Joe Biden stole the presidency. Rejected plea deal leaves Hunter Biden's team fuming. Hunter Biden's legal team was angry and dejected late Wednesday after a plea deal to help the president's son avoid prison blew up in a chaotic three-hour court hearing. Hours after the hearing, Biden's team was still fuming at the judge because the judge uh, suggesting that the judge intent on not letting the plea agreement go forward after deliberately questioning lawyers on both sides about the terms of the deal. They were upset because the judge was questioning the deal. They think that judges are just supposed to rubber stamp because that's what they're used to. They just used to get in their way. A rubber stamp. Uh, judge Narika is a, or Narika, however it's pronounced, is a judge. What does judge mean? Judge means to, I don't, I don't have a, a dictionary in front of me, but to judge something is to look at information analyze that information and then make a determination as to the truth, the veracity, the, the validity of that information and then act accordingly. And that's what Judge Noreka did. She judged the information by asking questions, looking at the plea deal, seeing that it was junk, that it was overreaching when it comes to Second Amendment and other things and made a judgment and saying, hey, this plea deal is junk. There's no rubber stamping. Mike Pence wasn't just supposed to rubber stamp the election certification. Judge Norica wasn't supposed to just rubber stamp the plea deal. 
she is a judge and has that title because she's supposed to judge. And Mike Pence was not supposed to automatically do it. What's my point here? My point here is that the left and these Marxist, treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards always want and have us always want to just things rubber stamped and just us to go along with the okie doke and just fall in line and not question them. As they go after President Trump, J6ers, and patriots. Absolutely sickening. There is no rubber stamp in America. We are a country of rule of law. Well, there has been, but there's not, there's not supposed to be. And apparently, Hunter's team doesn't like it when things are the way they're supposed to be, not the way they have been as of late. Okay, here is a flashback of one Joe Biden in his, if you remember this, folks, one and only debate with President Trump, lying about how his son has not made money from China. Why this update? Because, oh, why this flashback? Because we have an update. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about? China. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about? China. 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 All right, folks, that was my lame attempt at news hip hop. Has not made money from China. China. Not made money. China. China. Oh, really, Joe? We knew you were lying. We know you've been lying. But now we know that you're lying because your son has admitted to it. Fox News. Hunter Biden contradicts dad's claim nobody in family made money from China. I think it's probably a good thing that Hunter Biden was forced to come clean yesterday because we've seen all of the evidence. But here we go. Hunter Biden admitted to a federal judge Wednesday that he received over $600,000 from a Chinese Communist Party-backed company, contradicting President Biden's insistence that nobody from his family made money from China. I don't know. Is 664000 is that the code word for 664000 no money? Why isn't this man impeached? Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into that later in this report. But we all know why. Establishment cabal. Treasonous traitors, rat bastards within the Republican ranks who are bed buddies and part of the establishment DC elitists like their, uh, their Democrat counterparts. It's an old boys club. It's a big club, but we're not in it. That's right. Hunter made his first appearance in a Delaware federal court Wednesday, pleading not guilty after Judge Noreka rejected his plea deal that was criticized by Republicans as too lenient. Prosecutors said in their proposed plea agreement with Hunter that he received 664000 from a Chinese infrastructure investment company, according to official court transcript. Yeah, Joey, you lied. Your son did receive moolah from the CCP, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party. Joe Biden's arse should be in jail and he should 
be receiving the full extent of a, a traitor's reward. Of course, after being rightfully found guilty of that crime. We know he's guilty of that crime, but we are not mob rule. We're not mob violence. After a proper trial, he should receive the award for his acts of treason. Hunter then confirmed the judge that he had, in fact, earned $664,000 from a company he formed in 2017 with the chairman of the CCP-backed CEFC. Quote, I started a company in 2017 called Hudson West, Your Honor, and my partner was associated with a Chinese energy company called CEFC. Who was your partner? I don't know how to spell his name. Yi Yang Ming is a chairman of that company, Hunter responded. I didn't catch this the first time I watched, uh, I, I read this, but he doesn't know the spelling of his business partner in a company where he got 664000 I would know how to spell my business partner's name <laughs> in Chinese characters if I was making that much money with them. But once again, this right here is the smart... Well, this, this is obviously not Hunter Biden, but an artist's courtroom sketch depicting Hunter Biden in the federal courtroom. This is the smartest guy Joe knows, but he doesn't even know how to spell the, the name of his... Uh, partner that was associated with CEFC in which he made 664000 Zhang Ming. G-I-A-N-M-I-N-G. He should know that, well, how old, Hunter's older than me. So he should know about Flash Gordon and Ming the Merciless. That's half the battle right there in the spelling of his last name. These people are absolutely so ridiculous. I'm tempted to use the word redonkulous. It's Friday, folks. It's Friday. Got to have levity or our brains would explode and our eyes would glaze over and we would just be overcome with the absolute in our face, transparent, thumbing, at our, thumbing their nose at our faces amount of corruption going on under the illegitimate Biden regime. There you go right there. The smartest guy Joe Biden knows. All right, so let's get into the details. <laughs> let's get into the details. JP Morgan filed this suspicious activity report on Hunter Biden, suggesting his potential involvement in human trafficking. Six banks, including Bank of America, U.S. Bank and Wells Fargo submitted over 170 suspicious activity reports to the Treasury Department regarding the Biden family. 170, as you will see from Representative Comer, chair of the Oversight Committee, and like myself, a former banker, that is quite a few. 170 SARS are, 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 uh, are quite a few. That's, a, that's quite a few, I would say. But I'm jumping ahead of myself. Six banks, including Bank of America, U.S. Bank, and Wells Fargo. For the record, I started my banking career at Bank of America. Never worked for U.S. Bank, uh, but started working for a bank that was then acquired by Wells Fargo. They're the one that submitted these uh, SARS to the Treasury Department regarding the Biden family. But folks, let's look at the crimes that were alleged here. 
money laundering, human trafficking, and tax fraud. Do you think that if any one of those three things, that if they had any one of those three things on President Trump or any of his children, any even at one-tenth the level that we have on the Bidens right now at this point, that there wouldn't have been some absolute jail time for someone with the last name Trump. Absolute, in our face, transparent, unadulterated corruption. And it seems sometimes, folks, that we don't get any reprieve and there is no end to it. That's how it seems. That's how it seems. But that's not necessarily the truth. We hope that there will be some reprieve for us Americans that love the rule of law. Now, I, I want to show you this. This is the verdict with Ted Cruz. He had James Comer on. And I want to, I want to watch and analyze with you folks the first few minutes of this seven-minute segment. This is part one of the interview with Ted Cruz and Representative James Comer. A lot of interesting details and nuggets in this. What is a suspicious activity report and, and like, when is it made? When does it occur? I knew a lot about these because I was the director of a bank for over a decade. Uh, a suspicious activity report is when the bank files notice with the Treasury Cabinet that they suspect their client has committed a crime. Doesn't mean they committed a crime. They, they have a strong suspicion that a crime was committed, so it's to protect the bank as well. So how frequently do these things happen? Very seldom, despite what the Washington Post or in their defense of the Biden, they say, well, everybody has a suspicious activity report. That is baloney. I was on a bank board for 10 years. I think we issued two over the course of, of 10 years. And, and how many? Comer saying his bank did two SARS in the 10 years that he was a director of the bank. Compare that with three banks, oh, we'll set with six banks, six banks having submitted over 170 suspicious activity reports. Six banks, 170. Wow. What, what is that? My, my math, that's uh, over 25 plus. That's over 25 plus per bank, closer to almost 30, 28 or so per those six banks if you average it out. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along, move along. Were, were issued concerning Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the Biden family? Over 170. They were, they were direct. Wait, you were on a bank and they issued two in, in 10 how many years? years? If, you issue, if you had two SARS, they're called SARS in, in the banking industry. If you had two SARS against you, it would be hard for you to open an account somewhere. There wouldn't be any bank that would want to uh, have you as a customer because it's not worth the paperwork. Remember, when the bank files one of the... It's not worth the paperwork, he says. And if you've ever, I've never done a SARS report, folks, but I've done other, um, I, we've, uh, I was a assistant manager for the bank that became Wells Fargo. And we had, you know, you had to fill out paperwork and what have you. We had an incident. I don't remember the details of it, 
I was a, a young manager at that time. I was still in college, probably 23, 24 years old. And I had to, I remember we had an incident of fraud and we had to talk to the fraud department. We had to fill out paperwork. Uh, we had an auditor come in to the branch to look at the evidence we had for it. And that was time consuming. 170 of those between six banks. It's work that banks don't want to do. And guess what? It's bad for business on the banking end. Remember, when the bank files one of these, you could understand this, appreciate this, Senator. That's inviting the regulators to come in and regulate. Okay, that's the last thing the bank. So 170 get filed. That means that somebody's getting a deposit in their account. It's a big amount. It's from somewhere suspicious. I mean, what triggers it? Why? Uh, You're a banker. Uh, what is it that makes you say we got to file, file a SAR? A large transaction that comes out of the blue. So and what's had, large? So what, what is there a well, threshold? You had, you had a million. I'll use the Robinson Walker account because we subpoenaed, that was the first bank okay. account we subpoenaed. Now, who's Robinson Walker? Rob Walker was one of the associates that they used to uh, funnel money from China and then in Romania, and then down and launder it down to the Biden. So he's a guy that's doing business with Hunter and Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay. We don't know what that business is, yeah. but they got a $3 million wire from, from China. So this- So one wire, $3 million. $3 million. Now remember, this account never had much activity in it over the course of 10 years, maintained around a forty dollars or $50,000 balance. Then one day, out of the blue, they get a $3 million wire from China. And so their bank says, this is weird. Yes. And it's coming from China. Like yes. on the face of it, right. it's You know wire. it's coming from China. Yeah, and he'd never gotten a foreign wire before. And there's $3 million in, a, in, a, in an account that's never had more than 50,000. Some months, you know, it had $10,000 balance, but, but never more than 50,000. Then all of a sudden, a $3 million wire. Let me give some insight. A lot of you already know this, but when you go cash a check, at the bank or deposit a check at the bank, the teller is, give me a moment when, it, when, when they're looking at it, right? They're looking at on their screen, there is a breakdown of your average balance, average daily balance, your current balance, and then depending on the system and the bank, because I worked for three banks, you can change the, you know, you can scroll down on the system and actually see their most recent deposits and even go back and see what were their uh, what their activity looks like over the last 30 days, 90 days, and then annually or semi-annually. So you get an idea of the trend really quick that the, the teller has to be there. If they're a new teller and it's over their limit, then they'll call a manager or a, a more senior associate or banker to come and approve that. When when you when you try to deposit that amount, well, that's what's going on. And when you're trying to cash a check from another bank, you know, those are the things they're looking at. Now, one way, obviously, that you try to avoid all of that, that's just having a direct wire, right? A wire, an ACH transfer, a wire is money being moved electronically from one bank to the other. There's no cash involved and it's supposed to be immediately available. But actually, there is a, there, there can be a period before that money is made available because it has to clear like a check. Usually, it's 24 hours. I don't remember, I haven't been working in that part of, retail banking in years, but over a weekend and holidays, there, there's other things that can happen. That I think it's up to no more than 72 hours before they have to uh, release a wire once they show that it's cleared. I think it's less than that, but it, it could be up to 72 hours 
because a bank, once again, wants to make sure that those funds are good and legitimate, especially when the Bidens, uh, or, well, Rob Walker had an account uh, that was 10,50,000. I know somebody like, well, that's a lot of money. I consider an account with 10 or 50,000, you know, not any money. But I think we can all agree that there's a huge difference between having a ten to $50,000 a month daily balance and all of a sudden having $3 million. But that $3 million doesn't say there. No, 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 no. He is the middleman for the Bidens. And then what happens to that $3 million when it lands? 24 hours later, because that's the minimum amount of time you can, uh, you, you have to have a uh, deposit in the bank for at least Like the wire needs hours. to right. clear. Yeah, it needs to clear. Yeah. 24 hours and two minutes later. It's just after 24 hours. Just after 24 hours. hours. The next day, they start wiring incremental payments to different Biden shell companies. So how many Biden shell companies are And you know what that's called? When you set up a bunch of shell companies for the sole purpose to launder money, that's called racketeering. That's called racketeering. And that's exactly what the Bidens have been involved in and are still involved in, except now it's bigger and it's with our own money. And I'm talking about Ukraine. So let's let's talk about what's going on in Ukraine. Just wanna show this to you. I found this to be very interesting. Uh, this is from Seymour Hirsch, who confirmed the story that the Nord Stream pipeline explosion was done by the United States of America, that, that we did that. That wasn't Russia. That was the United States of America. So that that her uh, Seymour Hirsch. He's talk, He's reporting here yesterday on what's going on in U- Ukraine with the bombing of a particular bridge. And this is this is. I just want to read you literally the first part of this article and the last part of this article because I think it tells you everything you need to know. It says. Let's take a look at recent events in the Ukraine war from the point of view of those in the American intelligence community who don't feel they have the ear of President Joe Biden, but should. So there are people within the intel community, which of course is part of the deep state and evil in its own right, who don't think that that Joe Biden and his people are even listening to them. Why? Well, here's why. At the very end of the same article, Seymour Hirsch says, at this point with the U- Ukraine counteroffensive against Russia thwarted. The official said Zelensky has no plan except to hang on. It's as if he's an orphan, a poor waif in his underwear. We have no real idea of what Zelensky and his crowd are thinking. Ukraine is the most corrupt and dumbest government in the world outside of Nigeria. And Biden's support of Zelensky can only come from Zelensky's knowledge of Biden and not just because he was taking care of Biden's son. Let that sink in. It's not just about Hunter Biden and Ukraine taking care of Biden's son, but because of Zelensky's knowledge of Biden. What a sick and corrupt, tangled weave. And yet they wanted to, and actually did impeach. Remember, impeach means uh, to to indict or charge President Trump with a perfect phone call because President Trump was there. He was about to expose everything. And they had to stop him by any means necessary. All right. So the money laundering continues. A couple of days ago, Joe Biden approved $400 million more in Ukraine military aid. And of course, 
the Senate Democrats yesterday in covering up for everything going on in Ukraine blocked oversight. Uh, they, they blocked an oversight office that would have been set up to monitor U.S. aid for Ukraine. Senate Democrats banded together to oppose the creation of a new office to audit U.S. military assistance for Ukraine as part of a provision in the annual defense spending bill. 45 Democrats, including every member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, voted down an amendment to establish an office of the lead inspector general for the Ukraine assistance as part of the fiscal year 2024 NDAA, National Defense Authorization Act. Angus King, Bernie Sanders, independents, and Rand Paul. This surprised me when I read it. It says here, Rand Paul, who wants accountability of that money, doesn't even want the money going there, but wants accountability of it, also joined Democrats in rejecting the new Office of Oversight. Now, I found that uh, very curious. So what I actually did is I called... Rand Paul's uh, office. I called uh, both his D.C. office, didn't get anybody. And I called his Kentucky office and didn't get anybody. You know, it is Friday. They're going to take their month uh, recess. Uh, but I did try. I did try to get through to somebody. Thank you for calling the Kentucky office of U.S. Senator Rand Paul. If you have reached this message, our staff is on the other line assisting other Kentuckians at this time. If you need assistance from Senator Paul with a federal agency, please press 1. Now, I initially and still can't really find exactly why he rejected that or, or voted with, uh, with Bernie Sanders and the 45 Democrats. Uh, but in... Wanting to report this next story, I found something that may shed some light. Senate Democrats reject amendments to also yesterday reinstate unvaccinated military members and audit Ukraine aid. So what happened here is Senate Democrats shot down several amendments to the NDAA and three proposed amendments brought forth by GOP leaders were unable to gather the necessary 60 votes to be included in the bill. Ted Cruz's amendment would have reinstated military service members who were discharged for opting out of COVID-19 vaccine, and it failed 46 to 53. It did not receive any votes from Democratic senators, just like all the Democratic senators voted um, to not have a, to, to oppose, I should say, they all, uh, all the Democrats opposed setting up this office to audit the money going over to Ukraine. Ted Cruz said this shouldn't be controversial. The military is struggling with recruitment, yet it kicked out over 8,400 service members over Biden's vaccine mandate. We must right this wrong. I will continue to fight until this becomes bill becomes law and we will deliver justice for wrongfully dismissed service members. Then it goes on to say that uh, this Fox News report that Josh Hawley, James Rich, Roger Wicker, and John Kennedy also couldn't garner enough support for their proposal to create an exclusive office dedicated solely to oversee U.S. aid to Ukraine. That's what we just saw. Um, and then it says this, which may have shed some light. Um, it says another closely related amendment proposed by Senator Rand Paul sought independent audits of Ukraine spending 
fell in a 20 to 78 vote. So his his one got completely smashed. But I'm just thinking maybe it's Rand Paul who doesn't want to give the uh, government more power. Maybe that's why his he had a separate amendment that sought independent audits, not audits via a inspector general. So those are my thoughts. That's what I'm thinking might have happened. But I don't know. If I find the answer... When I find the answer, I will give you an update. All right, let's go back to the uh, Bidens here. Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner, is in hiding and fears for his family safety after receiving threats. But he will testify, he says this time, about his shady dealings with the first son. So we can see here uh, the bullet points. Business partner Devin Archer, 49, is due to testify Monday before the House Oversight Committee about their businesses. A source close to Archer told Daily Mail that he is in hiding after receiving threats and is concerned for his and his family's safety. Archer was at the center of several shady deals being probed by House Republicans and is set to testify about meetings he attended with Hunter. I'm not going to go into detail here, folks, but I want to draw your attention to the fact that a business partner, a whistleblower, you will, of the Bidens is in hiding and fear for fears for his family's safety. This should remind you of what we just saw a few weeks ago, in which Gal Luft is living in an undisclosed location as a fugitive, as he also has information about the Chinese state-owned energy company and the Bidens. They're trying to get him on probably trumped up arms trafficking charges. Never ends with these people. Okay, look at me, folks. Look at me. I'm an, I'm an average looking, okay looking guy. But I'm a guy. And I know this. Some people are guys. And they're opportunists or they're mentally ill or they're confused or they have dysphoria. Now look at this guy. Days of womanhood. This is Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, I don't I'll see if I can zoom in here. Can you see? Can you see? I mean, that's like a five o'clock, five o'clock shadow growth with lipstick. 2023 has presented us with some pretty astounding and in my very heterosexual, very cisgender opinion. Some very awful images. Just tasteless images. Just images I wouldn't think. Just 10 years ago, I wouldn't think that. I guess I, I guess I wasn't thinking about it since I'm in that lifestyle. But bearded men, or in this case, five o'clock, five o'clock shadowed men with makeup would be a thing. Well, no, no, no. But that that's that's just. The tip of the iceberg, folks. So a week ago, it was reported by Breitbart that Dylan Mulvaney is looking for speaking gigs at universities. Trans influencer and biological male Dylan Mulvaney appears to be trying to cash in on his newfound infamy after sparking a national Bud Light boycott this summer by soliciting speaking gigs on college campuses. Booking speaking opportunities for the upcoming 23-24 school year and would love to come visit Mulvaney put in his Instagram story of almost 2 million followers. Okay? 
Now, the New York Post had a different spin on this last week, saying that Dylan Mulvaney was taken to Instagram to ask for work after the Bud Light flap, that things were getting tough for him, and that's what he was uh, doing. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is not a woman. This is a very skinny man. Okay, for those of you watching this, I'm now getting, I've seen this before, I'm now getting a visual. I'm now getting the, the uh, they're, they're, for those of you listening to this, this show, by the way, is on every podcast platform. Download the podcast and tell your friends, family, and neighbors. We are on Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all the major platforms. You can watch the show at bcpextras.com. That's Patreon. You can watch the shows on Locals by going to therealbcp.com. And you can actually watch the show on Spotify. Spotify does have a video podcast. Everywhere else, you listen to it. So for those of you listening to it, let me explain to you the best I can to my ability. This is... It appears to be some kind of onesie, one one piece. Can't tell if it's a dress or a pant and dress from this one photo. It appears to be a dress, but maybe not. And it's got these lines around it in and wa- waves. And I think what it is is supposed to. It's an optical illusion to give depth. And it, and and these waves form some sort of brassiere around uh, Mulvaney's. Uh, Pectoral area. I'm not going to call it breasts. He's a man. Pectoral. So it actually gives like almost depth that he's got maybe some breasts. It's a visual illusion. I I just noticed that now and wanted to share that with you because this is the BCP podcast, the unfiltered show. You get my thoughts real time. So according to the New York Post, their spin was that Dylan Mulvaney is looking for work because um, he's looking for work because things aren't necessarily working out for him uh, with the whole fiasco with Bud Light. Well, folks, it's about to be a pretty good payday. Dylan Mulvaney, we're finding out now, is charging big bucks on college speaking tours. Let me just cut to the chase because we don't want to spend too much time or give too much attention to this dysphoric man. We want to pray for him. Krista Spatterfor confirmed to the New Guard that Mulvaney will be charging $40,000 in speaking fees. Mulvaney charges $40,000 in speaking fees. When he spoke at the University of Pittsburgh earlier this year, he had charged over $26,000 to speak. But here's, here's what got me. The TikTok influencer can speak on a variety of topics, including women's empowerment. Women's empowerment. What a sick slap in the face to the actual women. Because women have a certain chromosomal count. They have uterus. Collectively, they have uteri. Is that how you say it? can't remember really well my Latin sometimes. And this freakazoid is going to be charging $40,000 to give speeches about women empowerment. 
a biological male. There you go. You can see. Let me uh, let me do this for those of you who watch the video real quick. There's a different comparison of the lack of pectoral muscles of Dylan Mulvaney. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has a, a dilemma. Mayorkas and Biden will not provide him with Secret Service protection. He tweeted out earlier today, since the assassination of, of my father in 1968, candidates for president are provided Secret Service protection, but not me. Typical turnaround time for a pro forma protection request from presidential candidates is 14 days. After 88 days of no response and after several follow-ups by our campaign, the Biden administration just denied our request. So 14-day turnaround generally, 88 days of no response for them to just uh, finally get a pound sand from the Biden regime. Secretary Mayorkas, I have determined that Secret Service protection for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not warranted at this time. They'll probably approve him to be protected once he's assassinated, if he is. I'm not saying that he's going to be. That's how sick these people are. Our campaign's request included a 60-page report from the world's leading protection firm detailing unique and well-established security and safety risks aside from commonplace death threats. So it's not just death threats he has to deal with. He actually has a 60-page report by a some sort of security and protection firm, a leading one, he says. It's unnamed. And Mallorca said, no, thank you. Why do we want to protect? This is the thinking of the illegitimate regime of one Joe Biden. Why do we want to protect our opponent in the Democratic Party, in our Democrat Party? Open bias and corruption all around us. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. It's not going to affect Trump. Most voters do not think that President Trump and his chances of winning 2024 election are going to be hurt at all by the multiple fake criminal cases, probes, and indictments he has going against him, according to a survey released yesterday. 35% of likely U.S. voters say that the prosecution of Trump will uh, harm his chances of winning the White House. 23% think it will help him. That's according to a Rasmussen report. One third say they do not think Trump's legal troubles will make much of a difference. So you add 32 to the 23 and you've got over 50% that think not only is it not going to hurt him, it's going to help him. Not that anyone wants to face those legal troubles. It's just a blatant example to America of what's really going on. Biden admin ignored warnings about withdrawing troops from Afghanistan. We know this, but the military leaders are now speaking out. There was very little intelligence to suggest the Biden administration's plan would work. The Biden administration, this is being reported uh, yesterday over at the Washington Free Beacon. The Biden administration ignored intelligence warnings that his plans to withdraw troops from Afghanistan would prove deadly. Current and former military officials told Congress Thursday. There was a very little intelligence to suggest that Biden administration's plan would work and a mountain range of evidence to suggest that the plan would fail. But it did work for the fiend, for, for the fiends. 
I'm sorry, folks. I hardly ever do that. And it just happened right now. I said that this usually, uh, when I said fiends, I wasn't meaning fiends in my mind, F-I-E-N-D-S. I meant fiends, the ends, F-I-N-S. I think that's in Latin, you know, fiend at the end of a movie, but in, in Spanish, it's, you know, the ends justify the means. With, we're going with fiend with the end um, and the end, the fiend of what Biden wanted to do was create chaos, leave all of that military hardware, not for Middle East, even though a lot of this hardware is ended up in the Middle East and the hands of terrorists, but for China to be able to easily reverse engineer. Do you understand why the treasonous traitors rat bastard Joe Biden should get a traitor's reward after, of course, a fair trial and maybe even an appeal. He is a traitor. There was very little intelligence to suggest the Biden administration's plan would work and a mountain range of evidence to suggest the plan would fail. The president's decision to ignore the best military advice and execute an immediate with a military withdrawal was a shock and a rude awakening for all of the planners. Of course, it was by design to shock and to leave China all of those weapons for them to easily reverse engineer. And yet, the Republicans don't want to work on getting rid of Biden. Impeach Biden, skeptical GOP senators warn against mimicking Dems who cheapened the process. Yes, they cheapened the process because what President Trump did wasn't a high crime or misdemeanor. What President Trump did was a perfect phone call and he was a victim of a political witch hunt and a weaponization of the impeachment process. That is true. But the GOP wants to conflate and equate what Joe Biden is doing with what Trump did? No, Trump was innocent. Biden is guilty and shouldn't be impeached, but they don't want to go that route. They don't want to go that route. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's recent comments about opening an impeachment inquiry into President Biden's into President Biden were greeted with skepticism from Senate Republicans. From John Thune, who says it's a high threshold and doesn't seem to think that we have enough evidence. And uh, others. It's going to be a habit around here, isn't it? Senator John Cornyn said of impeachments. No, it's not, Cornyn added when asked if it was a good thing. Unfortunately, what goes around comes around. But obviously, the stuff that the House is revealing about the Biden family is very disturbing. But obviously, the Senate doesn't have any role in that. This right here, folks, is the face of a foe, not a friend. My audio listeners, I am showing a picture of Kevin McCarthy. All right. I will have more reporting for you over the weekend. Please have a great weekend. Uh, I'll have at least one episode for you over the weekend. Big hug. We appreciate your support. Please let people know about the BCP podcast. People are not aware of our podcast. They're just not aware of it. And... Um, we need your help in getting the word out. People just think I disappeared from YouTube and I'm gone. And that's farther from the truth. Thanks for being here. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Big hug to you and your family. God bless America. God protect our 
duly elected and beloved president Donald John Trump from the demons of the deep state, the cabal, and the globalist agenda. And God bless us as we defend ourselves against this continual evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We, we got, got to fight the powers that